0: At least, and it's worked worked um, really well. And you, you probably could create a business where you do, maybe don't have to do too much work when you bring on more customers. Um, I hope there's still a human element involved, but um, it depends on the business. Uh, so we'll start with um, uh, getting straight into LinkedIn. Does anyone know roughly how many people are on LinkedIn in Australia alone? Ten million? No, six million. Globally, no, 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 no. 360 million yeah correct globally yeah it's 365 odd and uh, the latest stat i got from linkedin was a month ago and it was 7.2 million in australia so it's about 90% of the or 95% of the white collar workforce in australia whereas globally it's 1 in 3 professionals so we are you know ahead of the head of the curve so if you're in b2b hands up if you're in b2b okay uh, and real estate and financial services work exceptionally well on LinkedIn. Those are the three verticals which we um, specialise in. I, was, like, like if you, I guess if you're targeting consumers there's always going to be patterns but it's just whether or not you can identify them on LinkedIn or not. Um, so when I started my career 12 years ago, I, was, I did a marketing degree and everyone does marketing because it's a fun thing to do, it's re- really easy, all the pretty girls do marketing. And uh, I spent half my time in the uh, university pub. And when I graduated, there were no jobs in marketing. So I went to become a salesperson. And I was sitting in a sales office in Thailand trying to find people to buy luxury villas in Thailand. Right? Um, with, they're all foreign. So the only way that you can actually become good at selling real estate in Thailand is to get good at marketing online. And so uh, I learned about search engine optimization at the time. So the way that a search engine optimization campaign would work, if the website converts really well to convert at 5%. Like if you're converting at 5% from organic traffic that's good. So you might so to get 200 visits in a day and you get 10 leads that's a pretty good outcome. Uh, SEO became a lot more difficult to manipulate uh, after um, uh, so up until 8 years ago, 7 years ago when the algorithm updates started to happen, and so I had to learn about Google AdWords, Google AdWords will convert higher, so it's much higher quality traffic, however you're paying for every click that comes through, so again, you know, 200 visits, um, 10, 15 maybe, uh, good quality leads. And then email marketing came along. Email marketing was, was something that either you sync or sweep. Like if you know how to do it properly and you have a list that people have opted in and you nurture them and you build relationships with them, it works really well. Um, you'll notice that one of the things they teach you to do in email marketing is to personalise the emails with a you know, uh, personal name, to put your photograph at the bottom and all that kind of stuff. Because what, you, what you're really doing is leveraging off that human interaction <coughs> via digital and so now the social media thing's come along. And like four or five years ago, I was looking at Facebook going, How on earth am I going to make anybody money off of this for my customers? You know, um, like I, I, I dread to think what's well, on my Facebook profile, but I, I don't use it very often at all. Um, I enjoy this sort of stuff and I use um, social media to leverage off of that and so what I've done straight from the start is as soon as I've found something that works I've systemized it and outsourced it to an assistant and then uh, we went on to do it for clients as well. So most people who I think are using LinkedIn effectively would um, spend as much time as they can on there and if they're doing an hour a day, that's pretty good. If anyone can spare an hour a day to be on LinkedIn, that's pretty good. Um, And they'll probably pinpoint a couple of prospects and they might get a couple of new clients out of it uh, per month. Uh, What they probably wouldn't be doing is is systemizing the process so that they're literally contacting 500 or a thousand prospects within their target market every month consistently and they're measuring the results what the conversion rates and all that kind of stuff treating it very much like an email marketing campaign (coughs) Um, now can you automate uh, that sort of activity on social media maybe you can automate some of it and it won't be long before you can uh, but it's really beside the point, like if you can um, systemize it, you can delegate it. So uh, if you can find that it works for you, then uh, I suggest that um, you do something like that. So I'll give you some ideas of the numbers you can expect. Um, if you send 500 connection requests to people in your target market on LinkedIn, so they're in the um, industry that you want to target, the, the job title of the decision maker, and the company size that you'd like, they're in the postal code that you want to target. Um, if you send 500 connection requests, on average, among all the clients we work with, 250 people will accept that connection request within a month. Okay, so you've got 500 connection requests, you've got 250 people in your social network that you didn't have before, that you, that you probably don't know yet, right? Um, and then once you've done that, if you send those guys a message to ask them if they want to um, have an appointment or something like that, you get between 10 to 35 percent, that's the that's been the range that we've seen. So, you can, from that exercise alone, you're generating 25 to 50 leads. Now, the interesting thing is, when you message them a second time in a month, what do you, what do you think the conversion rate does? It goes, goes up or down? Goes up, exactly. And it keeps going up. So, like, we're only just um, testing the uh, full extent of this now, but we've done uh, campaigns where we've done six touch points and every single time the um, conversion rate goes up. Which is really interesting because you're building a network of people that um, want to you know, follow you, want to buy from you. It's a social database that uh, I think LinkedIn will eventually monetize. So uh, if you look at the trend of all of the updates on LinkedIn, uh, now they restrict how many profiles you can look at in a day, how many searches you can do and things like that. So I think that uh, we have a quite a unique opportunity at the moment to build our social database relatively quickly. Uh, before it becomes harder to do so uh, and by doing that if you nurture them effectively then they actually become your you know group of braving fans or or clients if you like and when that, it does come time for you to sit down with them and have a meeting they say that 70 percent of the sales process is already done before you you sit down with them so uh, if you have ever ever done any sales coaching excuse me has anyone ever heard the um importance of like the first Four seconds or five seconds of when you meet someone and how important that is in the sales process. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And these days, we uh, all—I always ask this question, but I always get the same response. And um, we all know that people will Google your name before you know catching up with you, and we all do the same. And so I'd argue that a lot of that first impression, so to speak, is actually now happening online as opposed to when you meet somebody. So they've already made a decision to meet with you, which means that halfway there already in, in the um, extent of doing business. And what, what why has social media become uh, popular? Any ideas? Like why, why would I prefer to go to somebody's social media page over their website? Because you can sort of remain anonymous, checking them out. <laughs> and, and on the website, you, you can as well. Um, you know more, you'll see more about the client, so you'll see if have got any connections that are yeah, correct. The, with the website is just. Yeah, that's right. And, and the other thing is, it's all on the website. It's basically everything the company says about themselves, which you know, if you don't know them for a bar or so, um, doesn't really hold much weight. Whereas if you go to their social media profile and their LinkedIn page, and they've got 500 recommendations, mm-hmm. I'm exaggerating, but you know, they've got a lot of social engagement happening. Um, they're active, they're obviously responding to their customers, that kind of thing. You can tell they're pretty, um pretty a good service provider. Uh, so when somebody does search for your name and they find your LinkedIn profile generally at the top, if it's not then you know, it's probably because it's not optimised correctly. Um, but when it does show up at the top, in that instance it, it is, in my belief, more important than your website. Like it's more important what your LinkedIn profile looks like because that's what they're seeing first. And the sort of people that are looking at it at that point, they're that far, that far down the buying cycle uh, that it's one of the most important steps of the whole digital journey of your customer. Um, so it's really important that you're standing out from the crowd. So uh, some of the key things that I would get um, you to take away just from today, and there's a lot of stuff like we, that you can do on LinkedIn to stand out uh, from your competitors, uh, would be, first and foremost, um, would be to optimise. Your profile, and there's 22 areas where you can do this, but I'm going to—I'll just give you three, like the three main ones. Uh, your headline, <laughs> so you know where the the default job title is, and people are customising it. You'll see people put in like these fancy like icons and that sort of stuff. Everyone know what I'm talking about? <coughs> okay, that's what people see in the search results. That will hold the number one uh, waiting for you in terms of search engine optimization. Uh, it's actually I find it a lot easier to get a LinkedIn profile to rank on page one of Google for a competitive keyword than it is, you know, a a website. Um, The reason being is because social media sites have so much clout, they're always being updated, there's so many backlinks and so forth, this is exactly what Google's looking for. So, uh, some people are saying that websites will become extinct, which, you know, is, is one idea, I don't necessarily think that's true, but I do think that Google is becoming more of a search engine for social media sites because the way the algorithm works just lends itself to social media science. Um, So do you need to be on Twitter and Google Plus and all those sort of stuff? Uh, It's taking up more real estate for your business online, so it's important. Do you need to be actively on there every day? Not necessarily, it depends on the size of your your business. If you're a small business, I wouldn't be spending too much time on it at all. In fact, I wouldn't be spending much time on any of this at all. Like I would outsource it to the the professionals because you can get so bombarded and distracted with all the stuff that goes on on the internet. Um, If you see something that works, outsource it as quick as you can and focus on um, what you do best. Um, So, yeah, sorry, with headline. If I've got multiple, Descriptors? Yeah. Descriptors. Does that benefit how do you do that properly? Yeah, sure. It does benefit. Uh, So if you can fit four or five key phrases in the headline, um, as long as it looks aesthetically nice and um, and that, then you know it'll optimize it for more keywords. And like some people put a fancy diamond or a slash or something in there, none of that affects the search engine optimization. So if I've done a dash or a comma, that's okay. Yeah, you want to put a space between these icons. Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing. Um, the, diamonds are, uh, the diamonds are the, um, the, best yeah, the diamonds <laughs> are the girls' best friends. Yeah, the diamonds are the girls' best friends. they everlasting or something. <laughs> but we do them on all of our LinkedIn profiles. So if you've seen them, it's probably been, or well, may have been optimised by us. So they're following our, our best practice. So you can use, like follow a lot of things that those those profiles have had done. Yeah. Um, so you want to find a perfect balance between optimization and conversion, right? Because there's a guy in uh, the States who I'll do um, some business with, who's a LinkedIn trainer, and down the bottom of his profile, he's got LinkedIn trainer mentioned about, uh, uh, probably about 800 times <laughs> consecutively. And he ranks number one for that keyword within his network. Uh, so, you know, that's that's him his way of proving the point. Uh, when people get to his LinkedIn page, whether or not they think he's a credible individual to do business with is, is another story. So you've got to find the balance. Um, but the more you mention keywords, it's, like, it's just like you know, Google was 10 years ago. It's very easy to get to the top within your network. So we all know that uh, my search results will be different to yours because it's all about you know, who's, in, who's in your network. So the easiest way to get more visibility is to get more connections in your target market, of course. like There's no point getting connections you know, that are completely outside of your demographic and realm of um, interest. Uh, they, uh, that's a question I get asked a lot. Is anybody confused as to whether or not they should be connecting with certain individuals or not? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I suggest just asking yourself the question is, do you think that they might know somebody that, you know, would be in your target market or that you would want to do business <coughs> with, or might have any single friends? So Nigerian guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? The Nigerian guy. Probably not. Well, it depends if you're doing business in Nigeria. <laughs> And that—that that is a great question and don't go into it but you know who is our target market for each of us? Because that you know the whole world Everyone says you can, we can also provide services to everybody. We've not got time to market, all the resources to market for everybody. So who is the target? Oh absolutely great question. your results will actually improve because all of a sudden if you've got hundred new connections in your target market, all of the people you see in the search results will be in that sphere and you'll start getting suggested to their peers and that kind of thing. And you can imagine, like, if, somebody, if you're targeting people in the real estate industry for example and when you send them a customised connection request, they can see that you're connected to 2,000 other real estate professionals, it does help build your credibility. Um, it's, uh, it, it, the, the cool thing about LinkedIn is you can like, there's not really any limitation at, at the moment as to who you can get in touch with. It's just a matter of you know uh, how you approach them, and um, at the moment, most people are behind their LinkedIn profiles. Like I've got responses from Anthony Robbins, like um, Andrew, Agass- Andrew Agassiz. I was doing some interviews for like um, our online training program. I couldn't believe that like these guys are actually behind the profiles and so on. Um, but one of the key things that you want to do when you are doing things like this is not talk about yourself like the the key to it really is just to talk about the other person and the shift that you can make uh, from the likes of like cold calling or um, email marketing is just bear in mind that if they have any curiosity whatsoever they can just click on your name and look at your profile so that will explain to them what you do if if it's optimised correctly there's no point sending it from a blank profile Um, so headlines number one Uh, number two summary Use the keywords again in the bullet points. Uh, so if you're in real estate, you do commercial real estate, industrial real estate, and uh, you service three or four suburbs, just make sure they're mentioned in each section. Um, and the third place uh, that I would uh, recommend optimizing is your URL, so you can customize your URL, and it makes sense to do it as your first and last name on the basis that uh, it's not too competitive. So what that'll do is, when somebody searches for your name on Google, it'll make sure that you show up right at the top. Um, has anybody already done that? That by any chance? Yeah. David. I have. <laughs> David has. Yeah. Have you got any tips on writing emails? Especially yeah. With the new changes? What changes are they? If you don't click on my email, I don't get it back. Oh right, the limitation. Yeah. Uh, I, I've I've got a LinkedIn recruiter account, which like enables me to send. I don't know a lot of the emails. I've got like two or three thousand sitting there uh, because the conversion rate on them is like less than five percent. Whereas when you do it to your existing connections, <coughs> it's like fifteen percent, twenty percent. So they're actually not as effective as free messages, uh, which is one of the reasons why. We should say it is one of the reasons why LinkedIn don't offer training to everyone because. If they did, like a lot of people would realise that you don't need all these premium services to make use of it. And a lot of, there's a lot of frustration actually in the market that, that people do upgrade it, but they, because they haven't got the foundation of how to use it in the first place, you get quite frustrated. Um, but uh, emails come through like a marketing message, so that whole personalised feel is gone. You know, um, if, if anyone knows anything about LinkedIn, they can tell that that, that, that message was paid for. Um, and therefore, uh, the response rate is, is not as strong, unless you're delivering like overwhelming value, like, um, and, yeah, <laughs> you say <laughs> Yeah, so just like, connect with first. Okay. So when you all get a LinkedIn request from myself, or Phil, or, Phil or Nathaniel, or Eric, he's it. <laughs> yeah. And you, oh, you've, got to, um, you've got to add value to all the time on social media. Like, it's the only way to make it work. Like, it's your reputation and, um, You know, if you went to a networking function and we're all having (coughs) drinks and sharing business cards and stuff, um, you always give before you can, don't you? So, like, you want to do the same thing on social media. So, like, endorsing other people, recommending other people, all that kind of stuff will just mean that it comes back to you and builds your reputation. And I've, um, you know, I like get more frustrated than anyone using technology. I, I, my, I had a goal last year that was was not to use a computer anymore. Like I, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm going to need to use a computer. Um, but fortunately, um, I've got a lot, a lot of help, and I can spend most of my time seeing people. Um, but um, the the um, the I was I going lost my spot now? We mm. were talking about uh, LinkedIn uh, emails, weren't we? Um, what was your, was it your question or did we answer that? Did yeah, you, you, you the well, commerciality yeah. of the emails versus personalising. Yeah. And that you wanted to go, get away from computers, I presume, mm. so that you could deal with people rather than yeah. technology. Yeah, it leads me to like the biggest mistake that I see our clients make, because you can imagine like, when somebody comes to you and says, oh, Nathaniel, I want more leads, we need more leads for our business, you know, like big training organisations or solar energy companies, and you say, how many leads do you want? And you say, it's unlimited, right? And so you give them 150 leads, and guess what happens at the end of the month? Nothing. <laughs> they, they don't even follow them up, like, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And if they do, uh, there's um, normally at least, this like messaging back and forth on LinkedIn, which is like, you know, it's, it's really, um, it won't work, Like it, it just won't work. The whole purpose of the LinkedIn um, lead generation exercise is to pull the conversation offline. And so, unless you do that, like the whole thing uh, falls apart. So, before you do anything, you want to make sure you've got a clearly defined sales process. Yeah, that's a, that's a really big point. Uh, we've, lost, we've lost lots of clients like this, you know. Um, so, we actually insist that when clients come on board, board that they sit down with a sales coach if they haven't got a sales process and, and get one um, so that this doesn't happen. Um, has anyone got any questions specifically about any areas of LinkedIn? Posting, how do you do, how do you recommend posting and timeframes? Posting? For increasing your uh, exposure? Yeah, uh, it depends on the industry. Uh, Thursdays is the best on average um, for posting. But the the most effective way (laughs) to get lots of engagement on your LinkedIn posts is to push it out to your existing contacts. Mm -hmm. If you do that through like your email marketing database and also through messaging and things like that, posting it in groups, that's a quick way to do it. So if you get traction within the first couple of days, by traction I mean you've got to get, this is the way it seems to work. If you get um, more than 10% of the people that view it to like it, then normally you get picked up and put into what they call LinkedIn uh, Pulse, which essentially is like where they push it out to hundreds of thousands of people. So all of a sudden you're getting a lot of exposure through that. Um, Why (laughs) Thursdays? Oh, I don't know. That's just what the data says. Like it's much of a muchness to be honest. The best time of year year to get response rates is Christmas time, like holidays. You know, and when the businessmen are bored at home, you know, like looking at their phones and stuff, that's when they actually respond to this kind of stuff. It's interesting. And is there any SEO benefit in like the serial commenters that will just comment on everything? Does that boost your profile? No, annoying to. No, yeah, no, that's, no. no, yeah, no that, that's all automated, isn't it? So it's um, eventually, like they'll get kicked off. LinkedIn's really, really, really good with like tracking down all this automation stuff. Like they, what they give you out of their APIs is, is really limited these days. Um, so uh, like, I mean even if you were just to um, delegate the messaging part of your uh, uh, exercise on LinkedIn to somebody. Uh, like our uh, girls in the office, they can do like, they can do about 100 messages in an hour I think. But yeah, generally 50 is what we look at, KPIs. Um, 50 messages in an hour is pretty efficient, and what you'll find is when it's not your LinkedIn profile <laughs> that you're generating the leads through, you're using a message script and you're sending it to the same people, same industry, same key decision maker, same script, only thing's changing normally is their first name. Uh, you can do it a lot quicker than when it's, just, when it's your own self doing it, when you want to stop and have a look at every single profile and I'm um, an eye over whether or not it's the right thing to say. And when you start doing it with volume, that's when you get really outstanding results. Oh, of yeah. Go. <laughs> uh, your API, you, from what you know with the LinkedIn an API, and you yeah. just said it's really closed down. Uh, I find that wants access, have you seen it before? Where they've given you full access to their API or not? Yeah, they give you full access to, their, to what they mm-hmm. offer. So um, they offer track, the same trade profiles. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot you can do. It's just You know, if you want to automate schedules, scheduling messages and things like that, then uh, LinkedIn will clamp down on you pretty well. Well, Um, I want to track people's movements in terms of job description changes and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's fine. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just if anyone's like really interested in getting more information about LinkedIn, we're doing a half day training day on the 30th. And I've brought along some registration forms and I've got like a 50% discount offer for the day and stuff like that. So if you want to do that, then the forms are there at the front. Excellent. Thanks, thanks, Nathaniel. So we're basically at the end of uh, this seminar. Uh, Thank you all for for attending. And we'll be hanging around for the next sort of 15, 20 minutes. If there are any questions, if you want to take anything one-on-one, feel free to approach any of us. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'll be in touch via LinkedIn or via email or via phone call, and. Uh